Blog Talk Radio. For the National Association of Adult Survivors of Child Abuse. I'd like to give a warning that we may be discussing triggering contact, content I'm sorry, regarding child abuse and child sexual abuse. If you are triggered, please take care of yourself and seek help if needed. My name is Victoria Kelly, and uh, I'm your host for this evening. We are on scale number 3382. Excited to introduce you our special guests this evening. However, first, I would like to say that we have a single purpose here at NASCO, which is to address issues related to childhood abuse and trauma, including sexual assault, violence, physical abuse, emotional traumas, and neglect. We do so with only two goals. One is educating the public, especially as related to helping society get over the taboo of discussing child sexual abuse, presenting facts showing child abuse to be a pandemic world problem that affects everyone. Two, offering hope and healing numerous paths, providing many services to adult survivors of abuse and information for anyone interested in the many issues involving prevention, intervention, and recovery. Again, we're here on scan number 3382. And if you'd like to be a part of the panel this evening or any other night, please call in at 646-595-2118. And uh, we will meet you on the back line and see if you'd like to ask a question or have anything to say. And we would love to have you join us and support our guests. And you can access any of our past shows by going to www.naasca.org and searching for the scan number on the show you wish to access. We also have um, past episodes that you can also access. So um, there's a whole bunch of information, and there's a whole bunch of speakers. And uh, our special guest this evening is um, Sherry White, and um, she's from Covington, Tennessee, an anti-bullying advocate and author of three books, who uses her own story of being bullied and gaslighted to help those during the same abuse today. In sixth grade, I began a long lesson in the human predator dynamic and battle for my dignity, safety, and soul. At first, she took the physical beatings named called and abuse. 
Jerry was a victim uh, what is called polyvictimization. In just six months, she went from being a kid who always had the honor roll, to an angry and bitter girl who made only C's and D, who could concentrate on schoolwork. Um, as she says, um, sh- um, Sherry attempted suicide at the age of 14. Because I felt powerless, I began to bully those who are even weaker than me and attempt to grab back some of my power. On these episodes, we welcome very and survivor professionals will assist in fielding questions on a variety of topics suggested by our call-in participants. Their trauma-informed perspectives as survivor professionals will help um, them guide discussions in child abuse, trauma, and human sexuality that spring from questions and topics brought to us by our listeners. Everyone is invited to engage on tonight's show. And... Uh, Please visit the NASCA website um, because we have a whole bunch of information on there. Now, our list has not shown up yet, so um, let's get the call-in number again, which is 646-595-2118. And our uh, guest is not here yet. Um, I'm going to go to um, our website, which is NAA. SCA.org. Um, and then we have, um, I'd like to say that uh, we have uh, a whole bunch of information um, about recovery. We have um, our website under All About Recovery. We have uh, self-help groups, professional help, fighting professionals, local government help, book lists, um, and we also have a group on Facebook. Um, we have actually groups on Facebook. One is an open group um, where anyone can join. And then we also have um, uh, a closed group, which is for adult survivors of child abuse. And we uh, would like to invite uh, everyone uh, to come on out. And uh, you can uh, just come on the closed group if you are an adult survivor of child abuse. And uh, join in uh, any of the conversations that we're having. And uh, um, I guess since our guest is in here, um, which is, uh, uh, we're going to have to keep waiting. Um, I'm going to uh, go on one of the, the links um, to on the NASA website. Um, I want to say that um, prevention is an adult activity. Children are born as blank slates, completely innocent, vulnerable, and malleable. They have no internal manual for growing up, teaching them prevention, giving them age-appropriate information about these issues, and it is an adult activity, which is an adult responsibility. We're impacted as kids and printed by the human interactions they experience as youngsters starting at birth. That's when the very foundation of the rest of our lives is formed. As youth, we accept our lives as normal, at least until we're able to compare our upbringing with what we see in others. We simply know no different. The vast majority of abused children will be assaulted by adults they should be able to trust. About 60% of the sexually abused conservatively 
one in four girls and one in six boys will suffer at the hands of their own family or extended family, mom or dad, an older sibling, grandpa, uncle Joe, or mom's boyfriend, um, aunt, uh, grandmother, mothers. Now, there's 30% will be abused by caregivers, which are teachers, ministers, coaches, babysitters, etc. Adults we expect will be trustworthy. A mere 7% are abused to stranger danger, which is what we call it. That's why all adults are responsible for all kids. We implore parents to resist any reluctance to teach prevention to children, starting as toddlers and throughout their lives. And because so many kids are abused in the home, Ascom believes all schools should be doing this too, from kindergarten to 12th grade, which uh, is not happening um, as, as far as uh, we know. If anybody does know um, of any schools, uh, please get in contact with NASCA, and also if you have any resources that could be uh, helpful, um, we would uh, then, uh, if you want, you can go on uh, the NASCA website and uh, uh, look up your state and your county, and you can also um, find uh, resources in your own community. And uh, I guess I'll go on. Um, we also have a, um, a recommendation for a book, which is called My Body is, is My Body, and it's a medical child abuse prevention program. And we, it says on here, uh, here's one of the most successful, positive, and fun musical body safety programs around. The program has now been animated so it can be shared with children in schools, schools, sports facility, and homes alike. The program is free to anyone. Um, is currently being translated into several different languages so we can keep children around the world safe. Uh, says, are you looking for a way to teach young children about child abuse prevention, but you don't know where to start? Well, look no further. The child abuse prevention program contains activities to teach child musically and in a fun-filled way, and it's for children all around the world. The My Body is My Body program will give you step-by-step ways to approach the subject through fun animated songs. The simple program will give you a way to empower children and will help you open the lines of communication. They even offer a free workbook that you can download on our website. And uh, let's go back and see if our guest has come. Nope, I guess he's not here yet. So um, I guess um, I'm just going to keep talking. (laughs) I don't know what else to do here. Um, It's it's hard when we don't have uh, have our guests. So we have uh, global recovery groups, and um, we have a calendar of events that um, some are recurring events that uh, um, happen every year, and then we have events that are just um, once in a while, and uh, we can uh, add any information on these calendars, so contact us. 
we have our, um, of course, our blog talk radio show. And uh, we have um, quite a few resources on uh, on the website. And uh, I guess um, we'll go on and uh, let's see what we can, what we can find here. Um, grooming is um, uh, allowing uh, child predators are successful because the average person is often not aware of the behavior flags that indicate that something is amiss. There are often individuals who are both known and trusted adults who engages in the list of behavior is an abuser. The grooming behaviors are something which every adult who works with children should be aware of and look at um, proactively. There are six general stages of grooming. One, identifying a victim. Two, gain his or her trust. Three, fill a need. Four, isolate the child in special relationship. Five, sexualize the relationship. And six, maintain control. Um, also, um, they take an unusual interest in the child. Uh, cultivating a close and or helpful relationship with the parent or caregiver. Also giving a child gifts and finding ways to be alone with the child. Having an escalating physical contact with child going from non-sexual to sexual. Having off-color or sexual discussions. Showing pornography to a child. Providing a child with drugs or alcohol. Encouraging a child to have secrets. Um, then and then um, incremental cultivation of emotional and physical closeness with a child. And that's from um, www.casahaw.org. Um, uh, the FBI has several most wanted lists that relate to issues of child abuse or the missing. Um, FBI's most wanted be part of the solution. Protect your family, your local community, and the nation by helping the FBI catch most wanted terrorist fugitives. You can also uh, help reunite missing uh, persons of all ages with their loved ones. Rewards are offered in some cases, and you can find that information out. Um, there are crimes against children, human trafficking, kidnappings and missing persons, and parental kidnappings. And parental kidnappings are usually by the not a custodial parent um, who um, abducts a child, and uh, and that uh, um, we've had um, a woman that comes on that um, is from Missing Children Minnesota, and uh, she says that the most um, common um, children that are missing are abducted by um, parents. Uh, are non-custodial uh, parents. And uh, the second group of uh, children are uh, ones that are um, um, runaways and uh, then uh, strangers, and uh, that, that's a very small percentage, again. Um, when I was growing up, they had uh, stranger danger. And uh, I can remember the local, I, I still remember 
the creepy looking guy that was sticking his head out behind a bush. And those are the people that you're supposed to be afraid of. You're strangers. And in my family, it was a neighbor man with my biological father. Um, there was a lot of uh, emotional abuse uh, by my grandparents. And there was um, a lot of people that, uh, that were involved as I said, um, with the family and the one that should have been taking care of, um, care of us. So we, um, we just want to be aware, and we always say, if you see something, say something. If you think something might be happening uh, to a child, it's very, very important that uh, you call somebody and um, call the police or call child protection. Because uh, you might be only the only one that um, that's going to help that child, and uh, we never know. Um, it's it's better to be wrong. It's better to be wrong than uh, than to be um, than to let a child you know suffer. Because you might be the only one, and I know I've had people you know they're afraid of contacting somebody and uh, they're afraid and I would say think of the child that you know um, think of the, the child that you know can't get out of that situation um, they have less power and uh, imagine the fear that they are living with every day uh, they just you know most likely cannot, cannot. Uh, always frustrating when anyway. I don't have a guest. Um, let me see if I can find something to talk about. Um. Okay, so um, I'm going to talk about uh, different types of abuse. Um, there is uh, um, a lot of different types of child abuse. And I'm going to um, read an article that's from, um, it's uh, nspcc.org, uh, and it's from the UK. Um if you're worried about a child, it can be hard to know what to do. We've got information, advice, and different types of child abuse, how to spot the signs, and what you can do to help keep children safe. Um, we're going to find out uh, about there's bullying and cyberbullying. And this is um, advice for parents and um, caregivers to help keep children safe from bullying um, wherever it happens. And uh, um, uh, the thing about bullying is it's intentional behavior that hurts someone else. It includes calling, hitting, pushing, spreading rumors, threatening, or undermining someone. It can happen anywhere, at school, at home, or online. It's usually repeated over a long period of time it can hurt a child physically and emotionally. What is cyberbullying? Cyberbullying is bullying that takes place online, and like bullying, Offline, online bullying can involve the child wherever they go, via social networks, gaming, and mobile apps, mobile phones, I mean. 
I think we bullied online and offline at the same time. If you're worried about a child, um, and, uh, um, please call again and get help. Uh, no single sign will indicate um, for certain that your child is being bullied, but watch out for um, the lungs getting lost or damaged, physical injuries such as unexplained bruises, being afraid to go to school, personally ill each morning, or skipping school. Attention how they're doing at school, including a dip in grades or not ha- handing homework in. Asking for or stealing money to give to whoever's bullying them. A change in behavior, including being nervous, losing confidence, or becoming distressed and withdrawn. And a change in eating or sleeping habits. And also bullying others. Uh, when I was a child, I was bullied in school. And uh, was um, tripped and spit on and called names. And uh, there were no physical injuries. But... I was afraid to go to school. At sick every morning, I was run up, and I had horrible headaches, and I didn't want to go to school. And uh, it happened so much that my grandmother had brought me to the doctor, and the doctor really thought that I had a brain tumor. And it took him about uh, um, five, uh, five days to do all kinds of testing and to be on and off, and ended up... Um, Finding out that um, came to my grandmother, uh, who was raising me, that, that what I needed is to go to a psychiatrist. And my grandma grabbed me out of the hospital and said, she's not crazy. And, uh, you know, I thought it would be a good idea to talk to a psychiatrist. Um, but, of course, they did. And uh, the one reason, I think, is because they want to keep the family secret as well. And the family secrets were that my grandparents were drinking and uh, were not protecting me. And that was, you know, real harmful, of course, to me. Um, check that. Or, um, person is not coming back in. Um, I keep having to go back. Um, the effects of bullying can last into adulthood. At its worst, bullying has driven children and young people to self-harm and even suicide. Children who are bullied may develop mental health problems like depression and anxiety, have fewer friendships, aren't accepted by their peers, are worried and suspicious of others, and have problems just this cruel, just don't do well. Um, all children who are affected by bullying can suffer harm, whether they are bullied, bullying others, or bullying. It's important all children get support if they are being bullied or if they're displaying bullying behaviors towards others. And who is at risk? Any child can be bullied for any reason. If a child is seen as different in some way or seen as an easy target, they can become more at risk. This might be because of their race or ethnic background, gender, or sexual orientation. Um, or it could be because they appear anxious or have low self-esteem, lack assertiveness, or shy or interviewed. Popular, successful children are also bullied, sometimes because of others are jealous of them. Sometimes the child's family circumstances in home life can be reasons for someone bullying them. Disabled children may experience bullying because they seem an easy target and lust to defend themselves. And so um, we have support for children 
we understand how difficult it is for children to talk about being bullied, whether it's happening now or it's happened in the past. And we had a teacher um, come online or come on our show, and she was talking about um, they have, and I don't know what they're called, but those little things that you could take a picture of. And uh, um, they take a, take a picture, of and, uh, and I'm in Minnesota here. And uh, it goes to, um, like, suicide uh, mental health um, place where kids can uh, go online and uh, and talk about uh, being used or if they want, if they're thinking about self-harm or are doing self-harm or are suicidal. Yeah, or they, they have a friend who is. And the thing is, is that um, a lot of kids feel like they should say anything if their their friends say something about being abused or if they're doing self-harm or feel suicidal because they want to be, you know, um, good or true to their friends. And they don't want to tell their secrets. And uh, um, to let your children know that um, these, these friends need help. And it's very important that, uh, that they report this kind of behavior. Um, I've also heard of kids uh, bringing weapons to school, and maybe a child never knows that they brought a weapon or, or um, bullets or whatever to school, and uh, it's kind of a secret. And uh, some tragedy happens, and of course they're blaming themselves because they didn't tell. Um, it's important to let children know that it's okay to tell. And uh, there's um, there's just so much. I really wish somebody would call in. <laughs> and again, the uh, call-in number is 646-595-2118. Um, I've only been on uh, about a half an hour. And, uh, uh, let's see if I can uh, find something else. Just kind of read. Yeah. Um, to prevent bullying, there are steps we can all take to keep children and young people safe from bullying. Be available for your child to talk to you about their worries and make sure they know where they can go for support. That could be yourself, a teacher, um, or um, if they can um, um, have a doctor or um, therapist. You can ask your child's school um, for uh, primary children for um, to come in um, and talk about it. I know that here in the States we have um, um, children, and they do um, workshops for kids. A lot of times they'll go for necessarily in schools. Um, it's really hard to get uh, schools to allow um, people to come in and talk about child abuse, especially younger children. Um, a lot of parents object to it. A lot of schools object to it. And it's really sad because this is a place where we can get out information to young people and possibly prevent um, or intervene for children. So uh, hopefully um, in your area, um, the teachers are um, educated, spot signs of child abuse and get interviewed for the children. Um, and and not to use scary words or language to just, you know, talk about psyche. 
Um, if your child is bullied by someone, um, find out um, if your child has done something to hurt someone else. Uh, you're likely to feel angry, disappointed, or any number of other strong emotions. That's if your child is bullied by someone. Explain um, that what you're doing, that what they're doing is unacceptable. Children and young people don't always realize what they're doing is bullying or understand how much actions have hurt somebody. And uh, I ended up going to my class reunion, and not a lot of people said anything. Um, but I did have one person come up to me that said, um, um, that um, they said that um, um, they realized that, you know, there was a lot of um, people that, that teased me in school and stuff, and um, acknowledge it and everything and uh, ended up saying, but, you know, we were just kids and uh, that word just pretty much picked out the whole first sentence <laughs> that you know, she felt bad or whatever. And I didn't really make an apology, but, but it was more what anybody else said to me about it. And, uh, you know, I was also being sexually abused by my biological father. And so I um, really had nobody um, that I could talk to. My uh, grandparents uh, were not helpful. Um, I was a younger child, and I can remember being very young, and they'd bring me in the bars, and uh, they'd have me, um, you know, in these bars, and these guys would call me over, and uh, they'd say, go ahead, go ahead. And I know they saw what was going on, and these guys would have me sit in their laps and put their hands under my skirt and be uh, following me, which is, you know, sexual abuse. And uh, I can remember telling my grandma one time, I don't like when, what they do, and they'd be kissing on me. I said, I don't like what they're doing. And my grandma said, well, they just do that because you're cute. And so I wasn't protected. And that's the big thing. Um, when you're not protected when you're young and uh, – like I wasn't, um, I really felt um, a very weird. I felt the only reason I was put on this earth was to sexually satisfy men. And it uh, really destroyed my, distorted my whole life. And uh, I continued to become a victim and blame myself for it. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of victims blame themselves that they've been victimized by more than one person. And I try to um, talk to people and tell them that, you know, this is not your fault. And abusers are good at what they do. They're very good at what they do. And they end up uh, targeting certain people. They can tell, again, like that article said about children, you can tell when somebody's vulnerable. But they can also tell when somebody's really strong. And if they're saying, trying to break them down, um, that's the person that they're going to target, and you just never know who an abuser, victimizer, um, is going to target. And you're not to blame. If you're a child who's been abused, if you're an adult who's been abused, you are not to blame. And that's really hard to believe because uh, as I was, my whole life I was told, it's my fault. It's my fault. It's my fault. And uh, I never felt like I could do anything about what was happening to me. 
And actually, my biological father kept back, came back into my life. And I didn't escape from him the final time at 21 years old. And I had been, um, uh, I couldn't put three words together and ended up in the psychiatric ward. And I was put on medication, pretty strong medication. But it was the first time in my whole entire life that I felt safe, and I did not want to leave the psychiatric ward. And uh, they pretty much had to uh, put me out of the psychiatric ward because, you know, they kept saying I was better and I'm doing better and I was on these meds and it was going to be okay. And I didn't believe believe everything was going to be okay. And uh, I still continue to um, be victimized. And uh, so I'm not not really sure. Uh, our death is trying to get on and says that um, she can't get through. Um, so um, uh, I've talked for quite a while here and uh, I think I'm just going to end the episode and have any call or, calls that called in. And our guests can't get on, so we might be having trouble with Blog Talk Radio. Um, I'm going to end the show, and uh, I hope that uh, people come back because um, we, and also um, please listen to some of the other shows that are archived. And so, um, let's see, I'm trying to get, um, I've got, you know, somebody's texting me and saying that nobody can get on. Um, you know, you can uh, a volunteer to help uh, protect children, and uh, we really, um, you know, just talk to kids, talk to kids about um all kinds of issues, you know. Um, some people have told me, well, I want to keep my uh, my child innocent or whatever. Um, to keep your kid informed of all things uh, is really um, putting them at a disadvantage. So we also have um, people who call me. I am, my number's on the website, 763-730-439. And uh, I'm putting on an event um, in April for Child Abuse Awareness and Prevention. And it's going to be, um, it's going to be called a Family Fun Fest. And it's mostly on uh, prevention. We're going to have, um, um, like, parenting things. We're going to have um, fun things for kids. We're going to hopefully have a, the police department, the fire truck to come, and we're going to uh, get a doctor to come out and do, like, health checks. So we're just going to have arts and crafts so the kids can get involved. And uh, then at the end of the month, we're going to have um, um, awareness where we're going to have survivors speaking out. We have um, There will be an online event on, like, Zoom and Facebook. And uh, I also um, have gotten, which I've been doing these for quite a few years, um, for a grassroots organization called uh, the Helping Hunter Healing Souls. And uh, we have what's called the Clothesline Project, and uh, survivors have written on clothing different um, uh, information about abuse. Um, 
I have a little dress when I was six months old. It's not my dress, but I went to the secondhand shop and found, found a dress. And a uh, six-year-old dress, it says, some children are too young to tell. And we have um, about 60, 70 pieces of clothing right now. But um, if anybody's interested in sending a piece of clothing that they've written on, they can put it to Victoria Kelly and uh, send it to 2168 7th Avenue, Anoka, A-N-O-K-A, Minnesota, 5503. And uh, we'll make sure it gets on the clothesline. And people, um, please don't put your names on it because nothing will be hung with the person's name on it or an abuser's name. So I hope that um, something I said might help somebody. And uh, um, I'm going to end the show now. And uh, everybody have a wonderful evening uh, or wherever you are. (laughs) I don't know what time of day everybody's at. But... uh, Please come back again. Uh, continue. I have guests that come on. We have survivors come on. If you'd like to be um, a person that comes on as a survivor, um, please contact us. And also, um, um, we have survivor professionals who are survivors that now help other survivors' children. So um, please, uh, please uh, be a part of our show and be a part of NASCA on Facebook. And uh, I wish you all well, and everybody, please stay safe. So God bless um, all the children in the world and adult survivors of child abuse. And we do care about you. Thank you. Good night. Don't